Our mission is to establish McDonald's as a leader in renewable energy. And what that means is making renewable energy more accessible to everyone, not just McDonald's, while also contributing towards our existing science-based targets. Welcome to Smart Energy Voices, an SED podcast featuring conversations with leaders of the energy transition, hosted by Smart Energy Decisions founder, John Fiella. In each episode of Smart Energy Voices, John digs deep with industry movers and shakers to reveal insights you can learn from in their stories, personalities, and visions for the future. All right, let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Smart Energy Voices. I'm John Fiella. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast, and we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. At our recent Renewable Energy Forum, I had the opportunity to talk once again with Emma Cox, Global Renewable Energy Lead for McDonald's Corporation. We talked about the evolution of McDonald's evolving sustainability roadmap. It's a great conversation and one I know you'll enjoy. Here's my conversation with Emma. Emma, welcome back. It's great to have you with us today. Why don't we start by having you give the audience a, an overview of kind of what you currently do at McDonald's and a little bit about your background. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm really thrilled to be here today because we have so much to report in terms of progress and lessons learned. So I'm happy to share that with the group. So just a bit about McDonald's before I go, go into my role I'm sure many of you have heard of us. We are a global brand, a burger company, if you will, although we're, our mission around serving great food has really kind of been expanded, at least since I've been there, to really kind of use our scale for good. So as you mentioned, you know, we're really working on what that means, and we've been hard at work figuring that out over the last few years. We have 37,000 restaurants, a bit about our scale. We're in 100 plus countries and we serve 1% of the population every day. That's 69 million people every day. And so we have a ton of opportunity to really influence a large group of people, to influence the environment. And frankly, we feel it's our responsibility to do the right thing. And so I'm really excited to be working on this work, specifically around building out the renewable energy strategy and moving it into implementation because we have a great opportunity to kind of demonstrate our scale for good through that work. So my role, the last time we spoke, I was focused mostly on energy in the U.S. My role has shifted a little bit. And so last time we spoke, I really focused on kind of our progress to date. And most of that was around strategy development, around energy efficiency, as well as renewable energy. And so since then, we've had a lot of success in the U.S. And we've also introduced a new department as of a few weeks ago, actually. So this is breaking news. And that's our global impact team. We're really excited about that addition to our company because it really reflects kind of what McDonald's can do. And so our work rolls up to that group and my my role will be global moving forward and focused on delivering that impact through renewable energy. Well, that's fantastic. Congratulations, Emma. It's been a busy 18 months. 
you kind of started by articulating the vision of what you planned on doing, and you've obviously had some great success. The fact that you're now being elevated to a global role is certainly great testimony to your effectiveness and and your contribution to the company. So uh, congratulations to you. Thank you, John. Excited to be able to share that with you. All right. So you've got a lot done in 18 months. The timing of this event is pretty good because it comes in close proximity to the announcement of your 2020 results. Maybe you could not only talk to us about the 2020 results, but also tell us about what's the journey and the evolution of the sustainability program been like at at McDonald's over the last couple of years? Yeah, you know, I think it is a really nice opportunity for us to kind of revisit the talk from a couple of years ago, because as I mentioned, that talk was really about strategy Mm -hmm. and developing that foundation, right, that we had to build in order to set us up for successful implementation. I honestly believe that that was the key to our success and taking the time that was needed to build that strategy. And let me tell you, it was not built overnight. It was filled with kind of test to learn. I I like to say test to learn as opposed to trial and error, because we really did learn a lot from some of those tests that maybe weren't as successful as we had originally predicted. And so I'll talk a little bit about that. But also since that time, a few things have changed in terms of the size of our, our ambition and the focus of our ambition. And so what I mean by that is we really ramped up our implementation pathway and ambition over uh, the last couple of years, just based on the initial successes that we've had in the U.S. specifically. And I'll talk about kind of what that means, but also the focus of our ambition has shifted. And so we used to really just be focused on a key mission of achieving our science-based target. That really kind of kicked us into gear. It was our motivation to get us started And just as a reminder to the group, our science-based target is a restaurant-based target to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions by 36% by 2030. We also have a separate supply chain goal, but my work has been really focused on that restaurants piece. That goal is an ambitious target that we need to focus on scaling our work to reach. But our shift in ambition is around not just achieving that goal. And so we've really started to think outside of the box, if you will, and outside of our own goals. And really that term that we use, scale for good, we're taking that seriously. And we're looking at how we can achieve that goal, but also how can we use our scale to bring others along with us? Others meaning small business owners, others meaning small cities, buyers that wouldn't necessarily have access to renewable energy that... McDonald's using our size and scale can maybe enable for them. And so what are the ways in which we can help and move the industry and the market forward in order to enable more renewable energy access for more people and more buyers? So that's been our new kind of parallel mission, if you will. We're still Mm -hmm. very focused on reaching our science-based target goal, but we've shifted a little bit to think outside of our own needs and goals. So that's exciting. I'm excited also to be able to announce that recently we announced our 2020 progress. And that included three additional projects. Last year, we announced in 2019 our first ever power purchase agreements. 
those totaled 380 megawatts. And this year, we're adding a lot more to that. So we're adding three additional projects, which will bring us to 1,130 megawatts total. So that is 583 megawatts of solar and 547 megawatts of wind. Like I said, we're just thrilled about this, not just because of the volume, but because of the impacts that come with that volume, right? And so what do I mean by that? In terms of restaurants worth of electricity, as we're trying to reach the science-based target goal, we like to equate the progress that we're making to restaurants worth of electricity. So this is 8,000 restaurants worth of electricity, these five deals. It is 275 million homes worth of electricity. It's 500,000 cars off the road. It's 40 million trees planted. And it's enough electricity to displace one average-sized coal plant, which is also very exciting when you think about it that way. And then, you know, I do want to focus a little bit on kind of community-based impact metrics, which is very near to near and dear to our heart. But the short-term jobs created are, are 3,400. Long-term jobs created are 135. And then total economic impact, we estimate to be somewhere around $680 million given to these local communities in terms of taxes and payments to landowners. So just thought I'd put a little bit more color behind what exactly that overall megawattage means in terms of impact that we're really thrilled about. Yeah. You often hear about projects converted to households or converted to cars, or it makes a lot of sense to come up with a metric related to restaurants and right. the restaurant conversion. So it seems like, so you were focused previously on achieving the science-based targets. The goal seems to be, or the focus now seems to be more broadly around this idea of, of impact. Can you talk a little more about this new global impact team and kind of what all is going to be covered in, in the scope of that, of that work? Because it sounds like a new team and a new initiative. Yeah, absolutely, John. So again, you know, this team is brand new. So I think the opportunity for us is is going to evolve, right? Mm -hmm. But the initial thinking behind creating this department, which reports directly to our CEO, is around this concept that I just described, which is that McDonald's wants to do more within our communities, within our world, and for our customers, right? Not just make and focus on making a good burger. So it's what more can we do? What impact can we have on the world? So that's really exciting. And so how that comes through from an organizational standpoint is our group. So sustainability, ESG will roll up to this group in terms of the environmental impact. We have a kind of social impact group. So we'll have an entire team dedicated to kind of community and focused on what impact we can have in the communities that we serve. We also have our government relations team is rolling up to this department. And that government relations team, we already work very closely with in terms of partnering on policy. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that a bit later in our conversation. But then also our communications and corporate relations team, which are really the teams that, that tell the story around impact, right? 
and also partner with these kind of NGO partners to kind of bring these stories to life. And so how do we validate that the impact that we want to have, we're actually having? And so these teams kind of work together to tell that story. So we're excited about this new team. I think it makes a lot of sense. Previously, I sat in the global supply chain group, which is still very relevant. We're still very focused on sustainable sourcing. And so we do have members of our sustainability team still kind of embedded within that group where it makes sense. But really kind of overall kind of sustainability impact, global impact is now going to be rolling up to this new department. Well, that's a lot of change in a short period of time and really very impressive. What you've accomplished is is really meaningful. It's substantial. It, it really begs the question as to what's next for the company as, as it relates to sustainability and leveraging renewables. How, how will you be getting others involved in, in the journey? How will you help provide access of renewable energy to others in your network? Tell us a little bit about where things are headed, Emma. Yeah, thanks, John. And I think we have a visual that I'd like to just speak to because it really kind of helps illustrate how we're thinking about this, right? Because we had all these great ideas about how we would do this, but how does it fit in with McDonald's kind of grand purpose, if you will? How are we going to bring that to life? So we really kind of, we put this kind of pyramid imagery together to kind of illustrate that work. So it really starts at the top with our brand purpose. And so that's making delicious feel-good moments for everyone. And so our work is really rooted in that feel-good phrase, right? So we want our customers to feel good about the food that they're eating, about the company that they're buying their food from, right? With that, our Scale for Good framework rolls up to that brand purpose. A couple of years ago, when I spoke to this group, I talked about the Scale for Good framework. And that's really our sustainability framework. And what can, we, what can we be focused on as a company to really use our scale for good the way we should be doing? And so we're using our scale so that people, animals, and the planet thrive. That's really what that's about. So our renewable energy mission rolls up to that framework. And our mission is to establish McDonald's as a leader in renewable energy. And what that means is making renewable energy more accessible to everyone not just McDonald's, while also contributing towards or exceeding our existing science-based targets. So you'll see there really have identified two parallel missions within that statement. And so how do we get there? This is really the key to what's next, right? And we internally affectionately call this our RE 2.0 framework. I'll focus on the little bubbles here. So we've identified five key areas to how we'll get there. And so we have two bubbles that we're focused on partnering. And this is really scaling our work, right? And so using our scale to, again, bring renewable energy to other brands or other companies that may not be able to access renewable energy. And so aggregating with kind of smaller buyers that may need maybe a fraction of what McDonald's needs and can't access power purchase agreements without aggregating, right? And so how do we do that within our supply chain, but also how do we do that? How do we identify external brands that may need our help to do that? Policy, that's that's a huge one, right? And so McDonald's has really engaged in policy. We've been very, we've done a lot of cross-functional work with our government relations team 
in terms of identifying opportunity to kind of advance these solutions that may not be mature enough to scale or to bring to small businesses. As I mentioned, our test to learn process really kind of highlighted a lot of these kind of challenges in the industry right now around programs that just frankly aren't built for small business. So when we went to kind of identify solutions for our franchisees who are small business owners, we really just found that they're just not easily scalable and they don't check the criteria that our franchisees need, such as Mm -hmm. kind of affordable options or, as I mentioned, scalable options or non-complicated options even. We've really worked with groups like our government relations group in partnership with other buyer groups, other kind of NGOs out there. We work a lot with Reba. And frankly, we've networked a lot within the Smart Energy Decisions Network to kind of identify others who might be experiencing the same challenges from a policy perspective. So there's a ton of opportunity there. I'll also just give a plug for a letter that we co-authored to Congress this year with a number of other large corporate buyers who wanted to kind of voice to Congress that climate and specifically renewable energy was still very much important to us, even within this current climate, that we needed kind of additional support from Congress to help us reach these ambitious goals. It was really nice to kind of see a lot of people come together and work together on that through policy. The other bubble here is just kind of other investments and innovation in the market. So how can we get creative in these brainstorming conversations with other buyers and folks that have been kind of thinking through these problems already? You know, this is kind of our our fun bucket, our creative bucket, where we just like to kind of think about ways to innovate within the market. And then, of course, I already touched a little bit on this, but community impact. How can we focus on bringing additional benefit to our communities through our renewable energy purchases? So that's another area that we'll be focusing on next more so. And then, you know, of course, again, this parallel track. So we have our foundational PPAs that we'll continue to work on and innovate, innovate through those power purchase agreements. So Again, kind of the expected outcome from all of this is to provide others access to renewable energy, showing our brand leadership while also reaching our science-based target. That is kind of a little bit of an overview of what we view as being the next chapter in our journey. Oh my, a little <laughs> bit a little bit of an overview. Bit, yeah. That that was really ambitious. And it's exciting to think that now it's not only going to be a U.S. plan, but it's something you're going to try drive globally. You mentioned communities, and I know how important that that is to you. Can you maybe expand on that a little bit? How, in fact, will you kind of tie your activity with renewable energy into your core mission of fostering communities? You know, we like to think we were ahead of the curve in thinking about embedding community impact in our renewable energy work because we really had this vision prior to our new global impact department kind of coming together. But, you know, let me take a step back and just focus on the fact that everyone kind of thinks of McDonald's as a global brand, right? We're big. I outlined our scale at the beginning of this conversation. But really, what we're all kind of focused on now, and I think we really want to kind of emphasize moving forward, is that we are a very community-based organization. 
So mm-hmm. if you think about our restaurants, they're located in communities. Our owner-operators are very much embedded in communities. They are very connected with their communities. They are investing in their communities. They are wanting, they're sponsoring local little league teams. They're hosting kind of coffee with a local cop. They're having political kind of representatives hosting them pre-COVID at their restaurants. And so if you really think about it, we want to highlight that, that connection to community at our restaurant level. Again, this goes back to the responsibility we have to be good neighbors. I believe that this work can come through in the work that we're doing in renewable energy. And so when we enter into a power purchase agreement, what considerations can we add for the community? And so we've really given this a lot of thought in terms of sourcing projects. So we have elevated the community impact criteria in terms of selecting projects to work with and selecting developers to work with. So that's one of the key questions that we ask at the beginning of our process is, can you tell us more about how community is a part of the project development phase? And you know, once you're in the communities, what are you doing to kind of connect with the communities and identify exactly what it is that they need and how we can help? And so that's been really, I've noticed in the last year, just a very important part of the work that not only we are doing, but a lot of the developers that we're working with have really elevated this piece. I can't talk about it just yet, but there are a few exciting kind of community projects that we're working on with our existing kind of partnerships. And so more to come there, but back to the fact that McDonald's is a community-based organization, we really want to just continue that linkage and make sure we're working with our communities to identify what they really need from McDonald's as buyers of renewable energy. More to come there, John. All right. I look forward to continuing the conversation and hearing more as it unfolds. Emma, in in thinking about everything you've said, it's really fascinating to see how kind of the role of renewables, I mean, renewables started almost as a project to help you achieve these science-based targets and your activity with renewables has, has really now become kind of central to the culture and the core of the company and and its mission, which is fascinating to see, very exciting to watch. You know, why don't we close with maybe you giving the listeners some thoughts on kind of your recommendations to them based on what you've learned over the last 18 months in, in, in your role at McDonald's? Absolutely. I don't think we have enough time (laughs) for me to give all the advice and all the lessons learned over the last couple of years, but I will focus on a couple of things. And so obviously, you know, when I spoke to this group a couple of years ago, we really hadn't figured it all out yet. And I think one thing that was true then is still true now, which is that McDonald's has one kind of full-time resource dedicated to renewable energy, and that's that's yours truly. And so we're a lean and mean team, but that doesn't mean that that needs to be a barrier to success. And so we, we identified pretty quickly some key partners, both internally as well as externally, to kind of build out this team. We identified kind of NGO partners to work with along the way to help us kind of validate the impact that we were having and validate our strategy. We hired a team of consultants to kind of help us build out our subject matter expertise. 
We ramped up our cross-functional team for renewable energy internally to McDonald's. And so I couldn't do the work that I do without these other members of this team. We have members of legal who sit on every negotiation call with me. We have our government relations team, which I mentioned the work that we're doing with them. So that's really key to the work that we're doing. We have our communications team. We have our, how could I forget, our treasury and our accounting team. And so all of these people are just really key to the success. The other key to building out your team is is reaching across kind of the buyer community. I've done this through forums like Smart Energy Decisions really just reaching out to other buyers to, to identify kind of key challenges that we're, we're probably all feeling in, in one way or another. And how do we address those challenges together? How do we use all of our scale for good, right? So I've really found, gotten a lot of value out of those conversations with other large buyers in terms of how can we solve this problem together? And everyone has been willing to have that conversation. And so I think my one kind of piece of advice is to build out your team. Think broad. <laughs> you know, it doesn't need to be internal. Think outside of kind of your lean and mean team. So that is the reason for the success that we've had in the last couple of years. And I'm just very grateful for that. So that's my advice. Thank you, Emma. It's really incredible to see what you've accomplished in just 18 months. And I've absolutely loved following McDonald's sustainability journey and look forward to continuing to watch what you and your colleagues accomplish at the company. I'd also like to thank you, our community of listeners, for listening to the podcast and being a part of the Smart Energy Decisions community. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and tell your colleagues and peers about it. To learn more about how you can become a part of the next Smart Energy Decisions event, just click on the link in the show notes for more information. We're honored to have the opportunity to share important conversations like this one featuring leaders of the energy transition in this podcast, on our website, and at our events, all in the interest of helping you make smart energy decisions. Thanks for listening to Smart Energy Voices, an SED podcast. Digest the insights from today's episode and take action on the ideas that have inspired you. Join us every Friday for conversations with smart energy leaders. We also invite you to check out another SED podcast, Beyond the Meter. Each episode of Beyond the Meter features innovative energy projects and initiatives by large electric power users. To keep up to date with trends and happenings in the energy transition, visit smartenergydecisions.com to register for our daily newsletter and become part of the Smart Energy Decisions community.